As a person with a very deep voice, I'm hired all the time for advertising campaigns. But a deep voice doesn't sell B2B. And advertising on the wrong platform doesn't sell B2B either. That's why if you're a B2B marketer, you should use LinkedIn ads. LinkedIn has the targeting capabilities to help you reach the world's largest professional audience. That's right. Over 70 million decision makers all in one place. All the big wigs, then medium wigs. Also small wigs who are on the path to becoming big wigs. Okay, that's enough about wigs. LinkedIn ads allows you to focus on getting your B2B message to the right people. So, does that mean you should use ads on LinkedIn instead of hiring me, the man with the deepest voice in the world? Yes. Yes, it does. Get started today and see why LinkedIn is the place to be to be. We'll even give you a $100 credit on your next campaign. Go to linkedin.com slash results to claim your credit. That's linkedin.com slash results. Terms and conditions apply. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. The Opinion Line on Quartz 96 FM. Hey, Ashley. Hey, PJ. Happy New Year. Happy Tuesday. And to you. And to you. And a nice sunny Tuesday morning that it is as well. Beautiful. We'll take take the little pleasure. Yeah, I'm just saying there in the end, like, I have a habit... Uh, particularly if I've been, if if I'm eating in the evenings and I'm hungry and I've not eaten all day, you know, for a few hours, mm-hmm. it goes back my throat in shovelfuls. <laughs> um, and it's not a good habit, I know. Why is it not a good habit? Well, I suppose if you imagine going into work this morning, PJ, and you had people to interview and topics to discuss, and you had you know your few hours to do that, but someone came along and said, "All right, PJ, you have to do the whole show now today in ten minutes." You'd be under savage pressure because you're trying to fit everything in. And that's what it's like when we shovel food back. We're kind of, you know, missing a lot of the steps that actually are a big part of digestion. Digestion starts in our mouth, not in our stomach. So the second you go to take a bite of food, when you start chewing, that's the beginning of the process of digestion. Mm. And there's multiple parts to, you know, breaking down your food. Uh, digestion is one of the largest demands for blood supply in your body. It's a big job. That's why when we eat food quickly or we eat a lot, we're exhausted afterwards. Is that why? Really need a nap. Is that why a big a big meal? I mean, if I like put it this way, if I eat my dinner at eight, I can mm-hmm. forget about the nine o'clock news because I just <laughs> yeah. sleep right through it. Yeah, it's a massive job, and and we put you know, like the body does it perfectly when we give it a chance. Right. You know, and I know that. January is a time of year where a lot of people might want to, you know, improve their health, lose a bit of weight maybe, detox after Christmas. And I just want to emphasize to people, start with the foundations. Do the simple stuff. It's not always easy, but it's simple. Mm. And eating slow, as far as I'm concerned, in my opinion, is one of the foundations that is essential. And start with that. If you're looking for somewhere to start and you're worried, what should I be eating? What shouldn't I eat? You know, calories, all of this stuff. That's fine. But start with the simple stuff first and eat slow. I guarantee people notice improvement in their digestion. They stop having things like reflux, indigestion, heartburn, 
um, the energy increases. So it really is one of the simplest, most foundational things you could do. Yeah. And, you know, your gut is your, is your other brain. Yeah. And it sends a signal to our brain to tell us when we're full. Mm-hmm. But, like, if we quickly, we don't give it a chance. Because it takes about 20 minutes. Actually, I, I don't even have, unless there's meat involved, mm-hmm. a chunk, I don't even have a knife. <laughs> I am. I'm, I'm, I'm like, I should be in a zoo. I should be in a zoo sometimes. You know, <laughs> you're not alone there. I'd say a lot of people out there now. This is probably making a lot of sense to them um, because you know a lot of people do. We live in a world where everything's quite fast paced. You know, where yeah. everyone is time poor like or we say we are anyway so you know we have to rush the lunch because we have to collect the kids or we have to rush the breakfast because we have to go to work or we have to rush the dinner because we have to go online for something but like it's 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 so simple you know we just take it for granted really but it is foundational to your health and well-being because it's such a big job like it's not just breaking down the food for people who are, say, looking to lose weight now, for example. Mm. Imagine clumps of food trying to pass down through your digestive system. Yeah. They're not broken down properly, and they're going into your stomach. That's not where they're going to get broken down. The process of digestion is also to assimilate nutrients so that they go to the parts of the body that need them yeah. for healing, for health, for immune support. Yeah. So food is, literally, you become what you eat. So that's very important. But if you're eating under stressful conditions you're not even breaking down the good food properly you're not even getting what you're supposed to from it which are the nutrients um so yeah does this make sense it does it, it does and it, i mean i you know I, I it is a bad habit of mine i know that um I, I mean, particularly certain dishes mm-hmm. certain dishes it is a very bad habit of mine and and in fairness herself constantly said would you stop it <laughs> give us of indigestion. Yeah. <laughs> and do you get indigestion? No, that's the thing. I'm okay. so used. You can't even be tasting that. She says. But what 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 will happen to me is that that then I go to watch something I need to watch for work, like the nine o'clock news or prime time or something, and I'm yeah because I'm, <laughs> my my body is totally focused on digesting the muck I've just put into it. You know exactly. Well, without, without, and it takes yeah. it takes hours to digest, and that's another point just for all the listeners there now. Again, people who want to improve their health this year. If you think about it, PJ, if you're eating a big meal, mm. especially if it's close to bed. Because a lot of people would say, oh, what time should you stop eating? Yes. I'd always say you need to give yourself at least two to three hours to digest your dinner. At least. Right. I'd even go more. You know, a lot of people I work with now and a lot of the communities I'm on, I'd advise after your dinner, don't eat anything else. You know, eating too late at night, can that affect your sleep in that when digestion finishes, you might wake up again? Well, 100% it affects your digestion. Because if you think of it like this, when you're digest, digesting, as I said, it's such a big job for the body, right? But if you're going into bed and your body hasn't digested fully and you want to go to sleep, which is a separate job because that's recovery and repair, then your body can't do either properly. Right. It won't recover and repair. Even though and digestion makes you sleepy. Yeah, but it, it, it's not going to, like, digestion will make you tired because your body is under pressure. It's right. under stress. Sure. It can be eaten quickly. Or if you've overeaten, because your body is exhausted, all the blood's going there, it's trying to do all these jobs, it's got so much going on. But then you're going into bed where your body's supposed to be recovering and repairing, which is a different job, neither get done properly. 
So you may wake up or you may have disrupted sleep or, you know, your pattern of sleep might be disrupted or you might just wake up feeling groggy and like you didn't get that rest and recovery that you should. So what my advice would be when it comes to food, eat slow and don't eat too close to bed. It's the same as if you were going to go to the gym or for a swim. You wouldn't eat a big meal and go into the pool and do laps or go for a run. No. Because the blood needs to go to the muscles. Yeah. It's yeah. the same idea. Yeah, it's a bit like I, mean, I, I like to do the old exercise bike for half an hour of an evening, and I would rather, much rather, eat after. Yeah, and you, and then you, you're replenishing your muscles, so that's the perfect time to feed the body after yeah. a workout. Now, look, there are lots of schools of thought when it comes to this whole area of exercise and food and protein and diets, and I have to say, in my opinion it does vary from person to person. There is not one diet suits everybody. No matter what anyone thinks or how many experts there are, nobody knows everything. Really, it is bound to listen to yourself. No food after the early evening. Now, this is a thing Mm -hmm. that I think we all know you're right. Actually, but if, if you eat your, your meat and two veg at, at half six and, and everything's grand and you're sitting down then watching the telly at eight o'clock, mm-hmm. it's a long time to bedtime and you will, there's a bowl or there's a bag or there's a cake. It's a, any idea how we get through? And we, like, you, you know, as you're opening the bag, you don't even want the bloody crisps, right? You don't. <laughs> but they're, mm-hmm. is it as simple a thing as don't buy them? Um, I'd like to say, yeah, but I don't think that's true. I, 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 I don't know. I think a lot of it is down to the fact that it's a habit. Yeah. And I all, and again, this varies from person to person. There are plenty of people who eat their dinner and it doesn't bother them. However, just to verify what I'm saying about eating slow, when you eat slow, it actually means that you're digesting, assimilating nutrients properly, and that has a positive impact on your blood sugar which means you're less likely to get a, a craving later on for something else. I see. So eating slow actually affects your general want for different foods as well because it affects your blood sugars and your hormones. Yeah. And it's so, always the bad stuff you crave. You, you never crave yeah. insensible, like. Yeah, it's kind of like that, you know, that drop in your blood sugars. And especially, I think, for people who over Christmas now might have indulged a little bit in those, you know, richer foods and sugary yeah. foods. Yeah. And they're starting to wean off now, but they still get the cravings. Do you know what's um, funny that you say that, Ashley? There's a, I, I start easing off in the in jam. I mean, look, I, I just, I'm a disgrace at Christmas. Let's just call it, a, that's what I am. I'm a disgrace <laughs> at Christmas. But oh, over the last few days, I've started pulling back and saying, mm-hmm. oh, no, just, just go back now to try and get back. In. And I can almost feel my body saying, thanks be to God, that's over. Yeah. <laughs> is that genuine? Is that my body <laughs> reacting and resetting? I'd say it definitely is. Because look, in fairness, PJ, everybody indulges at Christmas. And look, if you can't do it at Christmas, come on. We all we all have a little extra. There's you know, no harm in it. But I do think again, if you're if you go back to the, you know, simple things like eating slow and making sure that you have, you know, some live foods in your diet like fruit and veg yeah. and yeah. things like that, nuts and seeds and you're drinking plenty of water. Like these simple foundational things mean that your body then is in a better position to be at its healthiest, to digest better, to cope with the little indulgences we do have. Now, I'm not, you know, advocating we should be eating sweet things all the time because, you know, outside the obvious fact that we gain weight, they're bad for our teeth, they're bad for our blood sugars, they're bad for our hormones, they're acidic, like sugar is 
unfortunately, one of the worst things we can take into our body. One of the most addictive things, and we don't realize Absolutely. it. Absolutely. Yeah, more, even more so than cocaine. I think there's only a molecule of a difference or something mad like That's that. Right. That's right. That's right. So, if you think of small kids, PJ, right, and you give them sweets, we'll say, at a, at a party or something, back in the good old days, <laughs> they went to a party... They had cake and sweets and fizzy drinks and crisps. It bounced off the walls. All, all the bounced <laughs> off the walls. But then, a few hours later, they crash, they get cranky, irritable, yeah. they cry, and then they fall asleep. That's right. Many drug addicts. But that process happens slower <laughs> to adults. So now, after Christmas, people are starting to kind of come through, you know, the sweet things and trying to get out the other side. But they're still getting those cravings because they're getting that crash but it might be a day after having the biscuits or two days after the chocolates. Yeah, no, I can, you know? I, I can and it, it, it's quickly, like, I can almost hear the body going, oh, thanks be to God you're drinking water again or eating bananas again. Thanks be to God. Yeah. <laughs> Did you ever hear the theory, before I let you go, mm. you ever hear the theory about if you want to eat less, have your dinner off a blue plate? <laughs> Do you know what? I have heard it. And if I'm completely honest, I know very little about the scientific reasoning behind it. Yeah. It's not something I personally recommend to the people. But you know, whatever floats your boat, if it yeah. works for someone, I wouldn't be against it. The, the, the theory seems to be that there are no foods that we know of that are actually bright blue. Mm. So, so you, you feel full <laughs> fat. I don't know. I I don't feel fat. I mean, all my all my plates are white. So I don't <laughs> mine too. Mine too. I don't know. Like, I mean, you know, in nature, there may not be naturally blue foods, but there are flowers and there are berries that are in that range True. of colouring, blueberries, like yeah. blueberries, you yeah. know, blackberries. Um, so I don't know, to be honest. Okay. But um, my, my colleague, Jen O'Callan and myself run workshops and we have a wellness community. And we give a lot of tips on helping people lose weight, coming in, especially starting the new year now, just the foundations of it. And we're actually running a workshop this Saturday online, um, just two hours long. Tickets are on Eventbrite. And we give people simple tips now, like the eating slow, and we explain the science behind it and why it's going to help you in the long term. And I think this year, PJ, for people, my advice would be ease yourself in. Start getting the foundations so that you win the year rather than just trying to do everything in January. Very good. Yeah. All right. Great talking to you, Ashling. We'll do so again uh, sometime soon. That's Ashling Cambridge, nutritional therapist and consultant at Minister for Happiness. Eventbrite.ie, you'll be able to find that that uh, seminar. Thank you. Courts 96 FM. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply.